Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports with Tyler Drake and Eric Ruby. Hello and welcome back into another edition of Cardinals Corner. My name is Eric Ruby. Alongside me, as always, Arizona Sports Cardinals reporter Tyler Drake. Fresh off attending, voluntary OTAs, getting the inside scoop on what's going on with the Cardinals. He jumps on with us, as he always does. Always. This is your show, so always. of course you jump on with us. <laughs> uh, Tyler, how are you doing? It's uh, been a little bit over a week now since we've been able to record. Yeah, yeah, we've just been uh, grinding out there with OTAs. Got two days this week of a uh, lot of just, you know, seeing what's going on out there. And obviously, pads aren't on. It's very voluntary. But... Still quite a few things to uh, talk about and and some things that I saw, some things that I was very surprised to see. So, yeah, we'll get into all that. Yeah, we'll get into all of that in a second. But I, look, there, there's a reason why I'm, I'm coming with a little bit of energy right now. And it's because I could not stop watching the latest episode of the wild. Cardinals flight plan. That was wild. Now, we're not just going to sit here and be like, oh, my gosh, it's amazing because it was the Cardinals. Like, that's not what's going on here. If you watched Monty Ossinfort in his first, literally Cook, in his first ever draft, again, fresh off of having some not so great uh, <laughs> tampering tampering <laughs> charges go down. Uh, Monty Ossifort was not holding back. If you're wondering what I'm referencing, go to the Arizona Sports app right now. Like, I'm serious. Pause this right now so you can keep up with this conversation. Go listen to Monty Ossifort negotiate draft day trades in the latest edition of the Cardinals flight plan because Tyler... Is electric the right word? Is intense the right word? Are they all the right words? Yeah, I, I think they all are the right words. I think uh, a little bit of anxiety you could throw in there, too, because, I mean, it's just it was a lot of it was a time crunch. You could clearly see it was a time crunch. And, and I mean, he wheeled and dealed. And, you know, it's it's almost like that, uh, you know, like a duck smooth on the top of the water but underneath he's just patting he like crazy own face but like so that's how i took like from the outside and obviously it's probably hectic in there but all of us saying oh hey they made a trade but then you see what's really going on you see him paddling like he was paddling i man that was a for a guy that is fresh into his role never done an nfl draft in that role that was an impressive 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 couple clips there of him just really getting it done and just seeing how he not only made the deals, but how he maneuvered through each team, each GM, getting them on the phone, seeing all the separate deals, you know, really thinking in his brain, what's really going to put us to the next level? What's going to push us further? You know, Dave Sears was a big, big hand in that, too, the assistant GM. So there was a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff I took away from that. And, and I think for the most part, I don't think I took a breath during that whole like six I minutes. Was of, nervous. I yeah, knew it was nervous. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, I knew what happened. And I was still extremely <laughs> nervous with it going down because you're like, OK, how much time? is left because they didn't show you the clock but they would but then have, you hear him like right how much time we got oh six minutes okay yeah just completely calm under control i think uh jonathan gannon summed it up best oh yeah he was saying, hilarious wow yeah the first yeah the first trade is wow and then the second one when they got when they ended up getting everything to facilitate the the selection of paris johnson uh gannon just goes yeah i mean that was like i think he said two two words the whole time and I mean that's really what it came down to and that's the other thing too I thought seeing them kind of they seem like they've been together for more than for more than a couple months already like yeah they really do seem in lockstep with each other like they've both said but I think that was a really good showing of yeah they really are in this together there definitely seems to be respect there and I think you can speak mostly from Gannon to Austin for like mm -hmm. obviously it's there but you don't 
you know, you haven't really seen Gannon do what he's been fully hired to do. I mean, obviously, yeah. like right now, OTAs, you're establishing the culture. A lot of a lot of storylines surrounding the Cardinals, even though this season is is probably going to fall a little flat on the win side of things. But I think there was a couple of big notes just from this video specifically that I would like to focus on and then kind of take a wider, bigger picture look at all of this. Was it important how involved, and in this case, how not involved Michael Bidwell was in this compared to in other years, you would kind of see it more as a collaborative effort yeah. with Kime and Bidwell and Kingsbury. But So the thing I would say with that, what I saw Michael Bidwell do throughout that, I think it was six minutes of just pure war room, you know, back and forth. The only things I really saw him doing was turning down the TV. And giving him the time update of six minutes, five minutes, whatever you want. Playing his role and doing it well. Hey, that's sometimes that's the best part. That's the best part an owner can do is doing just that. Let them let the guys that you brought in do what they do. And you could tell it wasn't just a a Monty Austin Ford deal. I mean, he had everybody in that room working. He was asking questions. People were coming over and showing him, pointing him out. No, if we do this and this, it adds up to that. Okay, show me the Falcons trade. Show me the Vegas trade. It was fully, it was a, it was a complete collaborative effort by that whole organization. And, And I think that's why we're seeing all of these rookies, you know, really fit in line with everything that they've told us they want to see. I would love to do my victory lap on Michael Wilson. Maybe I'll wait a little bit on that, but the yeah, moment that yeah. he was drafted, everybody you, called me crazy. You are you you were right on that. Everybody I, called I'm, me crazy, Tyler. I'm, just, I'm about I'm used to, to it. I'll be the guy that's the starting gun for the lap because I'm I'm about there with you too. I just the, you know that some guys they just kind of have that it. He's got it. He 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 has that it. Dude is determined. Who knows? Maybe that played into part of the reason why they were so comfortable releasing DeAndre Hopkins and not really getting anything back, even if that I think so. possibly wasn't an option. As I think so. DeAndre Hopkins is still on the market, but that's not important. What's important is there's this new regime in Arizona, and it's hard to just take it from, what was it, like six combined minutes of draft footage, and the viral clips were about a minute, 30 seconds for each trade. Yeah. Look, you can't base everything off of it, but... It kind of reinforced this feeling and idea that I'd kind of talked to you about before, and I'm wondering your perspective on this. Obviously, to a certain limit, Mm -hmm. because we're very early, Mm -hmm. but my gut and what I'm feeling when it comes to a new regime, just boiling it down to head coach and GM, but I mean, really, it's, it's everything top to bottom. I'm feeling pretty good, man. I'm feeling confident, not that they're going to win games this season, but confident that this team's going to find their direction. They're going to capitalize on what they want to build, and they're going to build it. Those are all things that 365 <laughs> days ago, I could not be more opposite on. Yeah. Are you are you on the same page as me? Yeah, I think I am. I think it's clear that this is going to be a process. I think everybody needs to realize it's going to be a process. I think this year should not be a wins and losses type of, you know, look at the record. It's going to be more so individual performance, growth, what have you. But I do, you know, there is a foundation getting built. And I think last year it's kind of that foundation was falling apart. It already had fallen apart. It was through, there was a giant hole. There needed to be so much done to even kind of repair that foundation that they just decided to bulldoze everything and restart. And I think 
for what they're doing right now. These are all the necessary steps they need to make to be able to be that competent, consistent, you know, threat down the line. And yeah, like you said, I think they're on the right path for sure. It's still really early, but everything they're doing is the things that a team that is coming off as bad of the season and regime as that was at the end into this new era, new horizons, they have to really just, they have to clean slate it. And that's what they're doing. They're not getting ahead of themselves. They're not saying, oh, hey, let's try to burn this cap money and, and do something. Let's try to keep Hawkins around. Yeah. Let's, let's, I, they're going straight into, let's really build this thing how we want to build it so that we can sustain it. it it's, and I'm going to, I've said this before, it's almost like a Detroit Lions model. The Lions are, their Lions are on the up and up. I mean, they were basically a playoff team last year, depending on, I think, a win. I think it was maybe even just a play. Like, I think it came down to a game where yeah, they like lost half like, a game pretty out or late. Yeah. But yeah, but that's it. And and you can see that turnaround because Dan Campbell came in and really reset that culture, reset that foundation, and you're seeing it pay off now. It's not quite there yet. It's still got a ways to go. We're in the, we're the very beat. We're in the voluntary yeah. portions but of I'm the But I'm saying, summer. man, like, if you can keep this going and keep the same kind of attitude throughout the season, even when it's going to get tough, this is these are the type of things that are really going to pay off two years, three years, four years down the, down the line. Football is very much a culture game. You know, sports in general obviously is a culture game. Breaks down a little bit differently if you're talking basketball, if you're talking MLB. But with football, again, I hate to go back to the Patriots. I think you did a great job pointing out the Lions. But the Patriots are just such a great example of when the infrastructure's there mm-hmm. and it's understood top to bottom yeah, and it's executed top to bottom – you can do really great things. And I'm not saying that they're getting to that point already. I'm saying that they are setting themselves up that if they continue to capitalize like this, they continue to make right decisions Mm -hmm. or decisions that could be right. Let's be honest here. A lot of this is conjecture of the Michael Wilson stuff. That's conjecture. What's going to happen with DeAndre Hopkins? That's conjecture. Like if they should have gotten something for him or if they shouldn't have Mm -hmm. the whole draft day stuff. What we're going off of now is a lot of assumptions. And that's like that needs to to be very clear. Mm-hmm. But you and I have watched a lot of football and we've seen a lot from this team. Oh, yeah. You more than anybody like you, even other reporters like you are there every day in the flesh more than most. Yes. This isn't just us coming in here and being like, mm it's new, and it would be kind of catchy for us to say that we believe, so let's do it. No. Like this, this is something that I would say neither of us were fully on board with when it first started just because we hadn't seen anything. There's and, too many unknowns. Right. There's, there's no proven track record. Right, but over time, yeah. from talking to you from being there, for me, like I'm, I'm listening to and going through so much of the audio, yeah. hearing the coaches and the players come and speak to Wolf and Luke, I mm-hmm. mean... Like be, being a fan is incredible because you can get as much as you want. And sometimes people will consume as much. I'm sure there are people listening right now that will consume as much Cardinals content as we do on a yep. daily basis. But a lot of the times that's not the case. And what we're saying and what we're predicting is coming from like it's from me hearing James Conner speak from he- me hearing yep. Colt McCoy speak from me hearing. Uh, like literally even the rookies the from rookies, Clayton Toon to yeah. Garrett Williams to, to Paris Johnson, like everything seems to be cohesively moving together. Yep. 
And that kind of takes me to where I want to go next with this episode. And obviously, you know that I want to do this, but ranking some of these storylines mm-hmm. from voluntary OTAs. Yep. Mandatory's coming up soon. We're going to speak on one. that at the end of the episode. Yep. But voluntary OTAs has really shed a lot of light on things that I think would be worthy bringing it up. I'm yeah. going to kind of give you the full plate in front of you, and then I'm going to ask you to dive into which dish you want to go into first, okay? okay? There's a lot, and you obviously know all this because you wrote basically all of these stories on the Arizona Sports app, ArizonaSports.com, on his Twitter, <laughs> at T Drake for Sports. You're listening to Cardinals Corner, and here are some major storylines from voluntary OTAs. Number one. That came out first to me was Zayvon Collins lining up at edge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then we've got DJ Humphrey saying he's grown closer to Kyler Murray through his rehab and injury. Yep. Then we have Kyler Murray, according to offensive coordinator Drew Petzing's going to be under center a lot more. Mm-hmm. Then we have Kyler Murray's best friend, Hollywood Brown, in a contract e- year, yep. being ready to be the guy, the guy, as he says, as he says, for this wide receiver core now without DeAndre Hopkins, and I feel like I'm still missing something. Froholt being a, aspiring to be a thief. That is funny. A famous thief. That is funny. <laughs> in France. <laughs> that is funny. If you're wondering what we're talking about, go to the Arizona Sports app. Read up on that. Um, but out of those kind of, I think that was four there, possibly five. Yeah. What to you? stood out the most? Ooh. I mean, I think it's probably going to be between Zavin moving over and... You know what? I'm I'm going to say the Humphreys thing. The Humphreys you, what, what are you going back and forth? Because I'm going back and forth with Humphreys and one other one, and, and that's Kyler under center. Is that what okay. you're going back and forth with or no? Not really, because I think we were all assuming this. Yeah, but I would assume a lot of things happened last year. Like, hey, let's assume they're going to throw the ball to Rondale well, Moore past I, the line of scrimmage, and it didn't happen. I'd, I think uh, this regime isn't going to be stuck in their ways so much to the point where we're just going to keep doing the same thing over and over, and hopefully I it works hope. one day. I, I don't hope. think we're going to see that, man. <laughs> I, I, I think there's going to be more crea- creativity in this, where mm-hmm. there's not. So, it might not be every down under center, but it's going to be more. So what was the one that you were debating with? Was it Hollywood then? I think that's the only other one. Hollywood was up there too, but I think that one's, I think we all kind of saw that after Hopkins. So it for me, it's going to be Zavin moving over and um, Humphreys, yeah. Okay, I, let's, talk, two. let's talk Zavin then. Okay. Primarily lining up an edge and what can be reported on, what can be seen from Every time from he's voluntary. in individual drills, he's only with outside linebackers. He's not working with the inside guys. He's only working on the outside. He's working, he's starting the mornings. He's starting one-on-one doing hand drills, uh, where your feet are with uh, Robert Rodriguez, the outside linebackers coach. Like he's moving to the edge. How he might not be that? there every day, every snap, but he's going to be there a majority of the time, I think, because Kaiser White's going to take over in the middle as the Mike backer. We already saw that. He already said it basically. So that's what they want. They brought in their own guy. Gannon brought Gannon and Nick Rollis brought in a guy they knew, put him in there, and I think Zavin's more than fine with that. He's bought in. You can tell the dudes bought in, and why not? They need help on the pass rushing side, and if you know if Cam, I think Cam Thomas is right there with right there going to be an impact player for the for the pass rush. But you outside, need more than one <laughs> outside of that. Exactly, my J Sanders. We still need to see. You know, obviously he's he's completely different than Cam Thomas. So I'm interested to see how he kind of fits in this new defensive scheme. 
And I mean, you just got Dennis Gardeck, you've got Victor Dimikaji, you've got, you know, BJ Ojolari, who still isn't signed yet. So it's just, mm. there's a lot of things that are still at play here. But I think getting Zavin over there, if not, I mean, if anything, he at least brings another kind of veteran leadership voice to that room that can help a lot more from off the field standpoint. He's been great. And he's been great. And, and you could tell just the way he's talking. I mean, you could tell he's bought in. You could t- He's not just saying it. He's doing it. He's like, yeah, there's pressure walking in. And I mean, here's a really funny story. He said that he walked in eating a, like a bowl of eggs. He said, yeah, I was eating a bowl of eggs one day coming into a meeting. And as I'm sitting there, you know, whatever. Then, or no, he did that. The next day he comes in and his number's plastered on the, uh, on the screen. And he's like, oh, no. So they made an example of him because he came in and started eating. He wasn't fully engaged in what they were doing, and he le- he loved that. He's like, yeah, that's how it should be. I should have showed up 10 minutes earlier. They told me to show up 10 minutes earlier, and now I'm going to do that. So, like, you could tell the dude's bought in. Some people might take that and be like, you know what? I'm not doing that. Screw that. Instead, this guy's like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll buy in. I'll go even harder. I'll come 20 minutes before. So like, basically, the, the the new regime was saying, hey— in past years, it was okay for players to have snacks while they're yep. watching film yep. or going over offensive defensive schemes. Heck, it was one of the storylines in Hard Knocks with Kelvin Beach and popcorn. JJ Watt with the yeah. Sour Patch Kids. So that has changed. Yeah, under new head coach Jonathan. If you're Gannon. coming into the meeting room, you better lock in, and that be and football better be the only thing you're worried about. Not worried about f- shoveling food into your face. You better be fo- you better be focused on the task at hand. And that's great. I mean, that's huge. And, that, and I think that's showing with how he's holding himself and with how he's taking this transition over. Because obviously there's going to be some growing pains doing it. He's done it before. But obviously, if you're going to do it there every single play, every snap of your, you know, of your game time, you've got to really master it. To me, I feel like I've already seen the Zaven Collins growing pains. It, okay. was, it was, I think, quite literally our first episode it was, was about uh, Hicks leaving and clearing the way for yep. Isaiah Simmons and, and for Zayvon Collins. Yep. And at the time, look, man, like we're going to be completely honest here. The conversation was primarily about Simmons than Collins because Collins was not showing at that time what Simmons had. Yeah. And now I couldn't be more switched. Oh, I think Collins is going to be his captain. I I hear him speak. It's different. He He's not only confident. He's not only intelligent, but he feels like an extension of the coaches. Mm-hmm. And it kind of feels the same way with James Conner. And that kind of leads back to our first point for me to where, while we haven't seen Jonathan Gannon call plays on Sunday, a lot of these players and how they're speaking and what they're doing and how they're acting and how they're talking they about what's going on, comfortable. it's just it's so different. But comfortable in the sense of not that they could just do whatever they want, which is what was happening last year. They could they were all comfortable because they could all eat, right? Yeah. yeah. Like that yeah. was that was the norm. But I think they're kind of getting layers peeled back in front of them where they don't even realize that, that these habits that they were in, especially guys like Zayvon Collins, who have only known one franchise for their entire career, mm-hmm. you know, starting to see how the cookie crumbles a little bit differently under a new guy. Well, imagine the imagine the rookies last year. Yeah, the Lucita Smiths. Like, I mean, they're coming into a whole new thing. I mean, I I was able to talk to him a little bit. He said it's it's awesome. He said it's it's great getting out there. Like, and you just I didn't really feel that feeling last year. No, there's it's it's an entirely different feeling, and it's part of what pushes mine. Well, and about here, let me take things that. a step further. Here's something that I've never seen covering the team, and this is nothing to do really with football. This is more of just a personal aspect of things. 
So we're sitting at OTAs, open portion, we can report things, do all that. Monty Osfort came over and just started talking to us. I'm going to tell you right now, that had never happened before. I, yeah, I, For me, <laughs> in the three years that I've covered the team, and the, and the two or three years before that on and off, like I have never had the GM come up and just, you know, come talk for 10, 15 minutes. And it, was, it wasn't anything juicy. It was like, hey, how's the week going? What are you guys up to? Like, it was very much, there was a little bit of talk of football in there, but for the most part, it was just being humans. And I think seeing that more personal side from that aspect is showing you that there is so much more cohesiveness, like we talked about earlier, on the inside. And it feels like investment, right? Like, yeah. look, not not that it's the most important thing, but they they should invest in the people covering their team. And make sure that the people covering their team are not only excited and happy about doing it, but looking at it from every angle and perspective, including the human side of things. I mean, there was a lot of us that came away with that of like, whoa, that doesn't happen. No, and I really I really don't want to overreact to stuff like this. No, but, and I don't either. But if we're coming I, yeah. from what happened this last right. year and the last couple of years, I mean, that... Because part is, of it feels like the bar was just so low. I mean, that's just another, you know trait of how much this culture is changing kyler murray kind of feels like a spearhead of all of that kyler dis- murray is despite the injury is very much turning my head of of he's impressing because he's doing way more than he has been he's not on the field practicing with the guys but he's there he's making sure he's just staying on the field watching these position groups go you know he's he's much more engaged on social media he's, seems like he's much more engaged with the coaching staff like the dude is very much more locked in than he has been, I think, in, in previous years. And the biggest thing that you passed over, he's there. He's there. And that's Doesn't the, have to be. The, your second storyline that you gravitated towards the most was DJ Humphrey saying that he feels like he's gotten to know Kyler more through this injury. Because they've part, been there. Right. Part of his answer is like, usually this is when private workouts go on and he's been in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And I said this before, I'll say it again. For those who are out on Kyler Murray's personality... I think your anger and frustration should be directed maybe more to the people who are not here anymore. Yeah. Because what this regime has showed and what Kyler himself has shown is that if the buy-in is there, if he believes and you believe in him, only good things will happen. He'll be there. Mm-hmm. He'll be working. He'll be integrating with the guys. He'll be talking to coaches. He'll be talking in film. He'll be he'll be willing to go under center. He'll be willing to do anything. And like all of this still without the promise of him playing, but I think we even I think we might have even named an episode after this a couple months ago about how like was Kyler Murray's injury a blessing in disguise, yeah, which I think is, we did. It's it's a, it's a weird sentence to say. But this story that, that was all I could think about. Right. Yeah. It slowed him it slowed him down and maybe made him go whoa. That was all happening last year. Mm-hmm. What a bleep show. Yeah. Like, what an absolute bleep show. Yep. From 365 days ago today being in the middle of a contract dispute. Oh, yeah. To the injury. Now he's like, wow, new guys, good draft. They mm-hmm. listened to me. They came to my statue mm-hmm. unveiling in, for Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. They're talking to me like I'm an adult. They're telling me new ideas, but they're also supporting me. I want to invest myself into this. And it sounds like they're challenging you. Right. But... When you look at it the other way around, 365 days ago, can you blame him for not being invested? No. Like, I, genuinely. Because I don't would think you? anybody else was. Would I? No. <laughs> like, no. Everybody was out. 
Yes. Everybody was out on oh, what yeah. was going on except for the person who gave them contract extensions. Mm-hmm. And if I'm Kyler Murray and I'm looking back and I'm seeing that and you're living this culture that if the culture's done a complete 180 in the past however many months, what was it like before, right? If we're praising it for being so good now and so different, How that means I, it yeah. was bad. Eye opening, yeah. It was bad. Yep. And it makes you think, what could have been on that 11-0 season? I know. What could have been if it wasn't just what it looks like now, sheer talent yep. holding that team together by a string. Yep. What if this new regime was already in place? Oof. We'll never know. Never know. We'll never know. But hopefully in four or five years, we can look back at now and be like, whoa, what a foundation. How did they turn that around so quickly? And it might take longer than we think. It might take shorter. But I, I, I think both of us have confidence that it's going to happen. Something that I'm not too sure about. Can Marquise Hollywood Brown be the guy? He's got to get more consistent. I think that's the biggest thing for me. And I, and I really do think it's going to be about who plays quarterback. I think we saw him and Kyler gelled. But when does Kyler come back? Because I'll tell you right now. And, and just going back to the Kyler conversation a little bit, it's not like Kyler's getting ready to play week one. No, no, and if no, no. And, and I don't no. know if you guys saw, but that Instagram picture that Hollywood posted of him and Kyler on the boat, you can tell there is a massive difference in leg size on Kyler Murray. He's got a ways to go to really build himself back up. So that's just another nugget there. But yeah, I just, I think Hollywood can, but I think he's really got to lock in. He's really got to focus on the, the minute details. Do you feel like he is? Uh, I think if Kyler was healthy, I'd feel more comfortable saying it. But I just don't. I, the f- big factor right now is who's going to throw to him. Colt McCoy, I think, could get the job done, but I don't know if it's going to. It's not going to be the, the the style or to the effect that Kyler Murray can. So I think Marquise is very much dictated to who's his quarterback. But I think he has the intangibles to be a number one guy. He's got to focus on not dropping the, the easy passes, and he's he really just. He's got to get down the field. He's got to make those explosive plays. Jonathan Gannon has talked about it. Taking the ball away, explosive plays. Marquise Brown covers one of those. Yeah. But he's got to do it on a consistent basis to actually be that undisputed number one guy. Because who knows? Rookie Michael Wilson could come make a make an impact right away. And I think he Zach will. Zach Pascal could too. But... The, Hollywood like, Brown, they're, not, they're not Hollywood Brown level It's talented. Hollywood Brown's job to lose. Yeah, well, and to me, it makes me a little more confident because, look, in any industry, no matter where you are, you run across people who think that they're the guy. Mm -hmm. Everybody in their brain right now has somebody that they're thinking about. Yes. And there are two ways to find out if that person is the guy. Mm -hmm. Okay? One of them is to throw them into the fire. Some people who think they are the guy, Tyler, they are. Others burn up to a crisp. Exactly. Yep. No, that's a bar. (laughs) Hollywood Brown, to me, feels like the type of person to where if you were to go to him and say, you're our number one, we are heavily relying on you, your talent, and how you play every single week, Kyler Murray or no Kyler Murray, to win. 
I kind of feel like he would be the type of dude to respond. I think so. Now, in a perfect world for a winning football team, Hollywood Brown would not be my number one receiver. That's not what we're talking about here. Yeah. The guy for this iteration of the Cardinals doesn't need to be good enough to win them games. He needs to be good enough to keep them in them. Especially and show without them Kyler. what the offense can be. And show the NFL what he can do in a contract and year. A contract Look, year. If, if Hollywood Brown can't do it without Kyler Murray, like if he needs Kyler Murray, I mean, we saw he, he could do it with Lamar. Right. Well, it, the one 1,000 yard game okay. or 1,000 yard season. That's it, though. Are you the guy if you need the guy to be the quarterback? <laughs> okay. That makes, yeah. You there know you what go. I mean? There you go. Yeah. Like, Hollywood Brown has a chance to run amok for the Cardinals in the first three to six weeks as a general timeline. Could be more. Well, I mean, we saw him last year. That first six-week sample size, he was solid. He wasn't the guy, though, was he? Yeah, he was. Hopkins was out. But what? But were they treating him like the guy I think he in, was, the off, in the offense? I think I, he was d- did he lead in targets? Because I'm not him sure he did. Him and Ertz. It was, it's close. But I think through the first six weeks, he was like top... 10 wideouts. Okay. What a lost season. The yeah. entire season's a blur. Um, I just, I, I tentatively believe. I need to see it, and obviously the quarterback play is big, but I think he's got the talent level. I think he's getting a level of buy-in that he's never had before. Because even at this point last year, you didn't know DeAndre Hopkins was going to be gone. Mm-hmm. And he was actually just traded for uh, like a year and a couple months ago. So he wasn't, I don't think, fully defined on his role. And again, in all of this, the head coach got fired. There's a new offensive coordinator. These things are important. Yes. These do not play zero impact on what's going on on the field. It's not just up to the players. I definitely do think, though, that having that degree of separation between head coach and offense is going to be that's that's a good move. I agree. Okay. Yeah, that's a good move. Uh, other storylines, anything from what you've already seen that you'd like to touch on? No, I'll just give you one more thing for your victory lap. Uh, Please. Jonathan Gannon said Michael Wilson is light years ahead of where he was at rookie minicamp. I'm already starting to stretch, baby. I'm starting to Adam stretch and get limber. Already put him on that fantasy football uh, roster. Yeah. Get him ready. <laughs> I, it, He'd be a late flyer for me. I'm I, not going to lie. Why not? Why not? Late, hey, late what's flyer. some fantasy football advice? James Conner, Marquise Hollywood-Brown, and a late-round pick on Michael Wilson. Okay, let's look ahead. Mandatory team activities. Where it really gets interesting now. This upcoming week, big name, Buda Baker. I need your prediction. Hey, Do you think he's going to be there? He said he'll be there when he needs to be there. So I would assume if it says mandatory... That's going to fit in line with the needing to be there part. Because if the dude wants a contract extension, probably not getting fined is something you'd want to. You'd think. You'd think. You'd think. I would I would expect him back. If not, I will be pretty shocked. I will say that. And if not, I think that kind of shows us where they're at in their uh, conversations. I mean, there's been zero reports or news or inklings on any sort of contract extension, even after they saved money on Hop. So, I would say I'm like 80-20. That he will? That he will. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a zero chance that he, like, even though he said 95-5 for me. Because, he, okay, let, let's get a little tinfoil hat here. I'll be there when I need to be there. 
is not, I'm going to be there for mandatory team activities. He might twist that into, oh, they need me on game days. Well, I think he went a step further and said camp. But what camp is he talking about? Mini camp or training camp? Right. We're in June. Are we talking July and August or are we talking (laughs) June? Again, 80-20. I think it's likely he's there. What about other people? Is there anybody that you could see... Oh my gosh, Isaiah Simmons is in here? Is there no, something going on? He's going to be there. Okay, so then what are you looking to get? You're like what are you looking to learn from that? I'm learning I'm looking to learn what Buda Baker has to say about where he's at with the team. Are they that's going to let him speak? They I would hope so. I would I would really hope so cuz that's going to be what we're all going to want to talk about. And hopefully we can and hopefully we can. All right. If you want to keep up with everything that Tyler's doing, his voluntary OTAs has ended. Mandatory starts next week. You can follow him at TDrake4. That is the number four sports, TDrake4 sports on Twitter. Get all of his articles on the Arizona Sports app, ArizonaSports.com. I reference them a lot of my updates on 98.7. You can hear me Monday through Friday, 12 to 530, bottom and top of every hour, also on with Burns and Gambo. You can follow me at Eric Ruby. Follow the show at AZ Cards Corner. We're going to keep you up to date with everything going on this offseason. Make sure if you haven't listened, if you got to this point and you haven't watched or even just heard Monty Austin Fort on the latest edition of Cardinals Flight Plan Must detailing the watch. trades that eventually ended them with Paris Johnson Jr. and some other future draft picks and current draft picks. Please go watch that. Again, read all of Tyler's work on ArizonaSports.com, Arizona Sports app. It really is good. I'm not just saying that because he has a picture of my family on his phone and he's putting a <laughs> finger across his throat. I swear I'm not just doing it because of that. I'm doing it because I want to. Okay. Until next time, we'll probably come back at you next week, give you an update from uh, mandatory OTAs. Yep. I keep on messing up on mandatory and voluntary, but you are mandated to be here next week when we are. Cardinals yep. Corner, we'll talk to you then. Oh, and enjoy football. <laughs>